so if you'll hold your Bibles up or your electronic device with your Bible, I'm a child of God. Have in my hand, powerful Word of God. Can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Here's our prayer, Lord Jesus, today. Speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now look at your neighbor and say, you're a man of steel. <clears throat> well, if it's a woman, say you're a woman of steel, whatever it is. There you go. You're a whoa man. A whoa man. Uh, it's awesome. It's good to see all of you. It's great to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? That's awesome. It's awesome. I am a, I always have been a big fan of Superman. How about you? Uh, this uh, Man of Steel movie that's coming out, I, I began to look at some of the scripts and some of the dialogue, and boy, I began to see some correlations between our superhero, Jesus, and this mythical superhero, Superman. And I thought it'd be fun today just to kind of talk about that. Uh, how many, ladies, how many of you believe you're married to a Superman? Come on, get those hands up now. All right. <laughs> Actually, she was jumping back there when I, when I mentioned that. I, actually, look at him staring at her. With, <laughs> some, some of you I know were halfway. I understand, I understand. You're afraid to raise your hand in church sometimes, so you know, I understand. Two high school students, Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, created Superman back in the 1930s. Can you believe that? That's an amazing statistic. They were sons of Jewish immigrants. They had experienced plenty of hard times and persecution. They knew what it felt like to be viewed as an outsider on the margins of society. Reminds me of our superhero, Jesus. Superman first appeared in Action Comics in 1938 way before Spider-Man or X-Men or the Avengers on the heels of an economic depression amidst ongoing threats of war, our nation longed for a hero to intervene. You and I need a hero. We need him today. We've got one. And he's ready. He's ready. Americans who are unsure about their place in the world. Superman provided red, white, and blue reassurance. You ever think why his suit was red, white, and blue? Well, there was a reason. He was raised in the heartland, in the Bible Belt. Jesus would have lived in Jinx, I believe. <laughs> Raised in the heartland by God-fearing parents, Clark Kent kept his extraordinary gifts under wraps until it was time to intervene. His true nature was hidden, disguised, but he quickly transformed into our superhero, a role model for people of all ages. Friday, the Man of Steel opened in theaters across the country on the big screen. The Man of Steel is stronger, faster, 
has a new suit. Money woes and danger remain high. We still need a superman to fight our battles and protect us from harm. 75 years after his first appearance in a comic book, Superman remains as relevant as ever, our greatest American superhero. Let's take a look at a clip of this movie and be inspired. Goodbye, my son. My hopes and dreams travel with you. You'll be an outcast. I'll kill him. How? He'll be a god to them. dreamed of becoming something other than what society had intended? What if a child aspired to something greater? My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Can I just pretending I'm your son? You are my son. And I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. How do you find someone who has spent a lifetime covering his tracks? For some, he was a guardian angel. For others, a ghost who never quite fit in. We will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. Son is safe. I will find him. My father believed if the world found out who I really was, it'd reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's. How about... Excuse me. We need that guy, don't we? We need him to fly into the Middle East. <laughs> well, we got one that's going to fly into the Middle East before too long. And it's going to be an awesome day when he does. As every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Our original superhero. Superman's mythical origins are rooted in the timeless reality of a spiritual 
superhero who also lived a modest life until extraordinary times required a supernatural response. Jesus was sent by His Father to bear our burdens, to right our wrongs, to rise above our troubling circumstances. How might the story of Superman awaken our passion for the greatest hero who ever lived and died and rose again? Well, I would have us consider how Superman's humble origins, his high calling, his transforming sacrifice point us to Jesus, that original superhero. It's no mistake that the creators of Superman tapped into their Jewish roots to give him a majestic name. E-L, L is a Hebrew name for God, as in the Christmas song that we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, translated God with us. With the planet Krypton breaking up, Jor-El, his wife, send their, and their baby, they send their baby away like Moses placed in a basket. Kal-El is whisked towards earth on his safety, for his safety and protection. And Jor-El blesses little Kal and says, Goodbye, my son. Our hopes and dreams travel with you. His mother worries. She says he will be an outcast. They'll kill him. But Jor-El says... He'll be a God to them. Jesus, was, Jesus wasn't just a God. He was the God. The Almighty God. Isaiah 9, 6, we read it earlier. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In the Gospel of John, Jesus' full gravity of who He is is found in these words, Yet to all who did receive Him, to those he, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The power of Jesus' life and ministry begins with the incarnation as the message translation says it this way the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood <laughs> he lives where we live he moves where we move he sees what we see he feels what we feel he hurts when we hurt he cares what we care for he rejoices when we rejoice that's the Jesus, that's the superhero that you and I need in our life, in our culture, in our world today. And he, Jesus is, isn't just a superhero from another planet. He, he's fully God and yet fully man. And he lives in solidarity with us in the midst of our suffering. So when you struggle financially, when you struggle with your health, when you struggle with your family, when you struggle with your children, Jesus is right there with you. He never leaves. He's always available. He's just waiting for you to call. He's just waiting for you to answer. He's just waiting for you to plead. He's just waiting for you to pray. And the parallels to Superman in this movie they're hard to miss, the man of steel. 
at a critical juncture in the film as Kel L is struggling with his identity, whether he should live life as a normal human or as the otherworldly hero he was called to be, Jor-El tells him, you're as much a child of earth as you are of Krypton. And Jor-El did not send his son to save to earth to save him from Krypton's destruction, but for a far loftier purpose. KLL lands on this rural farm where a faithful couple, Jonathan and Martha Kent, find him. They love and raise him as their own son, Clark. But since that he was sent from something far greater than farming, they sense that. His powers are kept under wrap, his full identity a secret. But as you saw in the trailer, we saw his father, Jonathan Kent, well, we're going to see it in just a minute, played by Kevin Costner, conveys Clark's lofty calling. He says, I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. Man of Steel is about Superman clarifying his calling, grasping the full scale of the responsibility set before him. It's about becoming a man of resolve. Got another clip I want you to see this time. You're the answer, Clark. Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. But somewhere out there, you have another father. And he sent you here for a reason. Even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. You're the answer, Clark. Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. But somewhere out there, you have another father. And he sent you here for a reason. the rest of your life you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is every dad wants his son to find out what his destiny is can I get an amen dads is that true you want your son to grow and to find his place in the world and dads when you're a believer in Christ and you lead your child, your sons and daughters, to be believers in Christ, you will help them find that destiny that God has established for them. They will understand the more lofty calling that they are called to. It's not just to be here, but it's to be in this world and to be in the lives of their children. Dads make such a difference in the lives of their children and their grandchildren. So important. So important. I was watching Rodney and Lacey at the hospital the other day after their son was born. and I began to watch Rodney as he watched his son. I'm telling you, there's just something about a dad and a newborn son that will grip your heart. And sitting on my side of it as a grandfather type I was so excited for him, but yet so concerned for him because he's got to raise that son. He's got all the world forces working against that son, 
And he'll have to learn to release that son. To give that son the tools and equipment to make it in this old world. But if you take them with Jesus, and you give them Jesus, and Jesus is deep in their heart, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. Jesus lived much of his childhood in obscurity. He had a dual identity, fully God but fully man. Kept it a secret. His clear purpose in those early years of Jesus' life were kept under wraps. He lived among humans, experienced what we experienced, ensures that there's nothing that we encounter in this life that he has not first encountered. In fact, that's why the Writer of Hebrews in chapter 4 and verses 15 and 16 would be able to say this, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What Jesus and Superman both give us through their hero actions and also their human actions is hope. Remember the S on his shirt, on his suit? When Lois Lane asked him, what's the S stand for? He says, it's not an S, Krypton, it's a symbol of hope. I would suggest to you that whenever we see that symbol hanging around your neck, in front of a church, on the steeple of a church, drawn on a piece of paper, it brings hope. It brings hope. That's our symbol. That's our victory. We have beat death because of our hero, Jesus. We've beat him. We beat Satan at his greatest game. Clark Kent grows into manhood. He leans into his calling. His gifts are, are burdened, something that he may have wanted to avoid, but no amount of hiding on a fishing boat can obscure the fact that KLL was created for more. His father, Jonathan Kent, said, You're not just anyone. One day you're going to have to make a choice. You have to decide what kind of man you want to grow up to be. Whatever that man is, a good character or bad, it's going to change the world. Superman must make an active choice to stand up for goodness in the face of evil. And throughout his ministry, Jesus offered hints of his sacrificial calling. His parables, his rooted in agriculture, initially sounded perplexing probably to a lot of people. But in John 12, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. You see it in teams. You see it in families. Pieces, persons in the families that are on the team will give up themselves for the better of the good. Some are hurt. They play hurt. In families, they work at it to make it happen. Granddads, grandmothers, mothers, dads, children, they all get involved in making it all happen. Doesn't just happen. They make it happen. Jesus' disciples didn't grasp all of his teachings all of the time. 
In Matthew 20, he said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. I mean, that was just unheard of. That was crazy talk. Even today, words like ransom sound foreign to us. Superman is confronted by a choice. General Zod from Superman's home planet of Krypton comes to earth with vengeance on his mind. He offers an ultimatum to KL. I say this, surrender within 24 hours or watch this world suffer the consequences. The potential for destruction is quite obvious. Should KLL submit to such a formidable foe, shouldn't he stand and fight this intergalactic enemy? And making that decision, Superman turns to a priest for guidance. Superman faces grave choices that may cost him his life for the sake of the planet. And after he does turn himself in, he tells Lois Lane, I'm not surrendering myself to Zod. I'm surrendering myself to mankind. Sounds suspiciously like somebody else that I know from Scripture. So when we ponder the sacrifices Superman makes in this movie, it's worth asking ourselves, what kind of tough, costly decisions do you and I face? How much are we willing to sacrifice for others? We find echoes of these agonizing choices in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus engages in some soul searching. One of the disciples advocated an armed rebellion against the Roman army, yet Jesus pursues a different way, the way of the cross. He had command of 10,000 angels. <clears throat> he could have survived the cross. <clears throat> he could have avoided the cross. But he said, no, I will surrender to God and what God wants me to do. I will surrender to the cause for which I was sent. In fact, we see a little bit of that in Matthew 26 when he says, and he going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So how often do we learn that obedience? How often have you and I said to God, Not what I want, God, it's what you want. Churches are full today of people who want what they can get. What's in it for them? Instead of what they can contribute to the body, and to God. We have an ultimate example of obedience. Fully aware of the bloody cost, Jesus decides to willingly submit himself to Roman soldiers. He's arrested, tried as a common criminal, sentenced to death for crimes he did not commit, pays the price of our individual and our collective sin. The one genuinely innocent man takes on the burden of a gravenly fallen people. The man of steel faced with a similar test. Should he lay down his life for humanity? Do we deserve such sacrificial justice from Superman? The words of his father, Jor-El, resonate. You can save them. You can save them all. He places Superman's life in context. He says, you will give the people an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. Isn't part of the three points that reveal Superman as the type of Jesus. But we'd be remiss if we didn't pause on this Father's Day and note that the love and sacrifice and guidance of both Superman's heavenly father, Jor-El, and his earthly father, Jonathan Kent, were real. 
and parallel our own Savior, Jesus Christ, who came half God and half man. Fully God and fully man. You could probably do a whole sermon just on that. But what I'm excited about is that Jesus allows us, through his death and his sacrifice, to be able to address the Father as Abba. And that's translated Daddy. That's an endearing statement. Daddy. Daddy. Anybody can be a father, but it takes somebody special to be a daddy. Amen? Meanwhile, back in Metropolis, Superman becomes an example for all mankind to follow. He's this mythical role model. C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite writers, penned these words. I suspect that men have sometimes derived more spiritual sustenance from myths that they did not believe than from the religion that they profess. We love our superheroes. Yet Jesus' life, death, and resurrection was far more than a myth. His sacrifice was far more than an example. It is and was the central act of history, the transformative moment when we were freed from the deadly stain of sin. And one true superhero took on the collective guilt of humanity. Jesus carried the enormous eternal weight upon his shoulders, bearing it upon the cross once for all. The man of steel shows us what sacrifice looks like in the mythical metropolis. Jesus shows us what sacrifice looks like in this historical Jerusalem. Again, C.S. Lewis from an essay, Myth Became a Fact, said this, The heart of Christianity is a myth which is also a fact. The old myth of the dying God without ceasing to be a myth comes down from the heaven of legend and the imagination to the earth of history. It happens at a particular date in a particular place followed by definable historical consequences. Paul said it this way in Philippians 2. Have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but made himself nothing taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's our high calling as followers of Jesus. When we watch superheroes like KLL engage in life-saving sacrifice, they are following a trail blazed by the original superhero, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> the challenge is to recognize the true myth residing behind the cinematic myth and the legends. It's appropriate to place Jesus' life-giving sacrifice into our beliefs and our practices. We may want to soar like Superman, but most of the time we feel quite earthbound. And a movie like Man of Steel provides a thrilling picture of what sacrifice, duty, courage, and honor looks like. It's really a rousing story. But thankfully, there's a genuine superhero whose name is Jesus Christ intervened on our behalf He's a perfect person, made a complete sacrifice to save a very imperfect people. And I would have you consider the summary of our faith from 1 John 4 and verse 10 that says, This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice 
for our sins. May we come to know, love, and follow the original superhero, Jesus. Pray with me, would you please? Father, we thank you for this time this morning. We've looked at a mythical person named Superman. The script has some similarities to my Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, I believe with all of my heart that these two young men, based on the Jewish upbringing that they, that they had, were able to capture the principles and precepts of Jesus in this mythical hero. When life is falling apart around us, the only anchor we can have is Jesus. When tough times arise, the only anchor that will hold us is Jesus. And so, Father, today, today, would you present yourself very real and very personal in the lives of your people that are here today? The burdens they carry are great. Many keep silent because they don't really know what to say, but the pain is real. God, would you relieve that burden? God, would you touch them in such a special and real way that it would be so obvious that you've removed and lifted a burden? Would they find peace? calm and hope in the cross of your son Jesus Christ we always offer an invitation Lord if anybody wants to respond today we ask them to do so as you prompt them through your spirit in Jesus name Amen